Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Templeton Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by Mike Munzatter and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. This week, we watched all the parts from Shane O'Neill, Shin Sambongi, Max Palmer, and Bobby DeKaiser, along with various other videos and articles. It's hard to keep up, so we'll get into dealing with the content crush. But before that, we got to discuss the most talked about part of the week from Instagram's Versace plug. Jason, you called it a paradigm shift. What did you mean by that? Yeah, well, it's kind of like this. Have you guys ever been uh, like unemployed for a long amount of time? Yes. Long enough? Long enough, yeah. So like, what do your parents usually tell you to do to uh, secure employment? <laughs> or even your grandparents, if, you have, if you're looking to have grandparents. I don't know, like send out a bunch of resumes? Yeah. On the pavement? On the pavement, exactly. Put on a suit, yep. get, get a bunch of resumes, go downtown, and pound the pavement. That, that was kind of like the old industry logistics, like film a sponsor me part, send it out to whoever, or even like the newer version of that, which is like put stuff on Instagram and just, you know, tag every single team manager and company in the world, like a kind of uh, like spray and pray, I guess, type of strategy. This guy, though, he's more like the new shit. You know, I think there's some little Wayne song when he says, like, I'm a brand or whatever. This guy's all about just like instead of having a brand take them, take him under their wing and develop them, you know what I mean, as a talent or whatever. He's just creating his own personal brand. And um, yeah, it's pretty sick. That's the paradigm shift that I'm talking about, especially since, as per that Tory Pudwell interview, Tory tried to get him on thank you. And Versace Plug was like, no thanks. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I think I would say the same thing. Uh, with my considerably less internet clout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, maybe so. Yeah, he might, he might. Who knows? He might have had some other shit going on. It looks like from the part, it looks like he's at least on some type of flowgram from Primitive. Lucky he was skating a Primitive board. And, and confirm that Primitive like posted the part and was like, "Our right. guy Versace plug." So. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I saw that on the primitive Instagram as well. But anyway, yeah, this guy is all about, you know, kind of like the new philosophy of just like, you know what I mean, developing a personal brand, combined with like the fashion shit. He, but he doesn't really skate in like crazy outfits that much. Like I think he has a couple posts where he's wearing some crazy like Goyard track pants or something. But um, yeah, it's like because kids these days, they just like scroll Instagram all day. They're not going to sit down and like, all right. Let me go to the skate shop and buy a video, and then I'll go home and watch it. You know what I mean? I mean, some kids do that are super into the culture, but, like, you know what I mean? The majority of his, uh, whatever, three-quarters of a million followers are just, like, scrolling Instagram all day. And they're like, oh, Versace plug tight. He has, like, a single trick with, like, some SoundCloud rap or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how he hasn't gotten hit with, like, a uh, strike or a cease and desist or whatever with all, like, the songs he skates to. But whatever. Well, I don't know. What did y'all think of this part? Well, I'm trying to figure out is his does his Instagram handle still exist? Is it still out there? Because I can't What do you mean? Click. Oh, never mind. You can cut that part. I might have. <laughs> <laughs> if you need to know my feelings, like I might have muted him or something, and then they wouldn't let me find him because I got tired of the dude on the uh, Explore page. So you're not a follower? No, I don't think I am a follower. Jason, so, are you, do you follow? Full disclosure, I uh, I just followed him in preparation for this podcast. Interesting. I've been a follower since uh, probably eight, April 14th, 2017, is my, my guess. Uh, 
That's, the first, <laughs> that's the that's the first place I saw him on a um, in a place montage where he did an ollie uh, no foot down the double set where he ended his part uh, his most I'm recent just part. Calling that, uh, let me find that April 14, 2017, Judgment Day. <laughs> Continue. Is that is that double set? Is that double set that one spot in Berlin that everyone skates is with like the gray uh, granite or whatever? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Forum. yeah, he did that Ollie no foot. And I was like, all right, this is an interesting person I'm going to follow. And at the time, he was known as Versace underscore Germany. Mm. So his uh, uh, influence has, has gone global since then. Uh, Describe the no foot. Is it like. Um... Like an ollie, and you kind of like lift your feet up off the board, or how do you do it? Yeah, it's like like an ollie, and then yeah, lift both feet off the board, and like the still photo would look kind of like he's like catching a tweaked kickflip, but the board never flipped. Yeah, it it's real crazy looking, and to do it, you know, with speed down a double set is pretty fucking sick. It's pretty harebrained to be sure. Yeah, so at that point I was sold. And also in that in that video that I watched today, he did some other like real good shit. He did a line with a backsmith kickflip and then a kickflip backtail 270 shove it out, which I don't think the 270 shove it out is very tasteful. Um, but it was impressive. And, and um, yeah, you're talking you know, about that same that same montage. Yeah, the same one from 2017. Got it. Wait, 277 out the e- like backside or frontside? Like the easy way or the hard way? Uh, the easy way. Okay, because uh, I was going to say, if you don't fuck with that uh, Travis Stinger <laughs> exactly. trick uh, at whatever party I had with the ender where I'm like some like waist high ledge where he does a kickflip backside tail side, 360 show it out the hard way, uh, I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, Travis Stinger is definitely um, an exception to the rule. I don't generally like... Uh, that kind of maneuver but his looks real good oh yeah shout out that guy wherever he is damn heard he plays golf now man there you uh, go retirement plan for many pro skaters i think he's uh winnipeg manitoba eight hours from the twin cities pretty fun city nice this uh this episode brought to you by the winnipeg tourism board (laughs) (laughs) go ahead mike yeah i was just gonna i was gonna say We've got like our Versace plug, Versace underscore Germany origin story, at least for Templeton. Um, I think I just admitted that I like muted the guy on Instagram because it, at some point I was I, I found his clip so distasteful that like I couldn't deal with it anymore. But um, as for the part itself, a Thrasher part, like based solely on Instagram clips. You know, to be clear, but even if he's got like seventy five hundred thousand followers, it is kind of a crazy career arc to just like go from social media straight to a thrasher part. Um, I guess I want to hear what you guys actually thought of the part. I will say that it was like perfectly fine, neither too goofy nor like too mind blowing. And in that, like it was kind of a letdown for me. What did you guys think of the actual part at hand? I feel like what? that's a, a really apt way to describe it. It's like perfectly fine. And then that's kind of like a letdown because 
Versace Pug is not your typical skater, and we kind of expected a not your typical skate part. Yeah. And certainly there were atypical tricks like the nolly flip, nolly double flip. You know, that's kind of weird. And then he also did a switch flip up, switch flip down. But yeah, nothing too crazy. So I went and looked at some of at some of his recent Instagram clips, and I was like, oh, none of this is like that crazy either. It's just like his like weird style which Mm -hmm. was you know present in this part so maybe our expectations didn't match uh the reality of who versace plug is or what is what his skating is yeah i mean just as far as the skating itself it seemed like mostly just like stock tricks down ledges and gaps which is a not really my thing but i mean yeah i'd like to switch double flip at the end I like the nollie double flip. I feel like he should have, uh, like, doubled down on, like, the double flips. Like, just done as many as he could just to, like, you know what I mean, stand on it even more. But I don't he, know. That's just me. He can actually do, like, a decent-looking nollie double flip, even though someone might have written in the show notes here or in our, in, our, in our recording notes that those are generally illegal. Like, he can make it work. That's true. I think, though, like... Yeah, I think I think he needed to dial up the weird style because it seemed like it like the part for me, like even with the double flips, it was just it kind of landed in no man's land. Like he I think of like a nose wheelie nollie flip like air ball where like his body is so far from the board. I call it an air ball like nollie, nollie flip nose manny air ball on a picnic table. And it's like at least that's something that's completely that dude but yeah I, I mean one of the tricks that stands out to me and granted i i should shout out the good stuff like he did the the line with the nolly heel over the flat gap onto a narrow landing and then a three yeah that was flip. crazy and he also had if i remember correctly hard flip like a five or six stair and then immediately frontside nolly heel flip another stair set of the same size like that was super dope um but like Long backside tail slide to another one of those 360 shove it's non stanger. Like, it's great, but I don't, I don't think anybody's clicking on the part to see that. Yeah, I want to see him airball a nollie flip out of nose wheelie and just like, yeah, I wanted more. That's what I'm going to come back to. But um, I think the front side nollie heel might have been my favorite, favorite trick in there. Jason, did you have a favorite trick? Yeah, just the uh, fully tweaked out switch double flip at the end can't remember a switch double flip since like uh someone did one on flat like renee matheson did one on flat and like whatever that's just the only one that comes to mind but yeah i mean that that shit was pretty dope but um yeah here here um, here's the thing though like even with all like the uh you know the paradigm shift that we talked about before like he still has to get the cosine from thrasher you know what i mean to kind of go to the next level which is which is kind of funny like with all like so the social media and shit they're still kind of like the uh gatekeepers so to speak in a way yeah it's interesting because i feel like there's not another instagram skater that would get the nod from thrasher you know thrasher's certainly not going to give the nod to any of the youtubers out there yeah uh, so. no that that's a whole nother universe that i uh, i know nothing about yeah that's that's totally different um because i feel like on youtube it's all about personality and like feeling like you're friends with the dude or whatever but instagram is just all about the tricks 
Well, I would so, argue that like the YouTube route maybe doesn't necessarily need Thrasher for like legitimacy because they're already, you know, getting that intimacy going with their viewers on their own platform. But just to say that like Versace Plug is probably like on his own, the dude does rip. Like there's that. I did I did want to see him actually like go full full Versace luxury ripping, like actually take it up to some high powered skateboarding in that part, but like he doesn't he doesn't suck and it's not smoke and mirrors shit where there's like a genre of Instagram skater. Like there's some kid from Utah who will like backside kickflip a skate park hip and then like real quick fakey big spin and then real quick again big spin out. And it's like nothing's done all that well, but he did three tricks in like 1.5 seconds and that's his whole shtick. And like that stuff's never going to make the Thrasher website paid or not. Well, pay enough money. But like dude is kind of rarefied in, in where he falls. I guess I guess I just wanted him to come out with like a really I wanted him to double down either way. Really weird, full, just like I don't give a fuck type skating. Or like, oh, I'm gonna prove I'm actually a heavy ripper, and like, you've just got to respect me on that. Well, listen, he's only like, he's a kid, right? He's like 18 or 19 or something. So, damn, is he that young? I think so. Yeah. So it remains to be seen where he goes. But uh, yeah, there's that whole like other subgenre of Instagram skaters that do like wild shit, like off like a skate park bump to ledge, like whatever like laser flip 50180 out and that kind of shit that's all another subgenre but uh which is garbage yeah yeah basically <laughs> yeah basically also yeah of course Thompson's gonna agree or concur that yeah skate park footage like really doesn't count or like get you anywhere as far as i mean it might get you likes or whatever some type of clout but you know what i mean he had to actually come out with some street footage which he did however he does skate that one plaza in Germany that's, like, in the middle of an abandoned, like, airstrip or something. That place looks amazing. Yeah, that place looks super good. I'm drawing a blank on the name of it. But, yeah, they, like, used the granite from the building to make the skate park. It was, like, a like an airfield or something. Once again, Europe uh, showing us the way with um, public infrastructure for skateboarding. Yeah, that spot's amazing. One thing I was wondering... Like, let's rewind. I mean, we got to go 10 plus years now for like to predate Instagram. But is Versace plug like a hometown hero now with a platform? Is he, you know, better than a hometown hero? Like, I know hometown hero. Hometown hero, the way I'm using it is kind of uh, shit. I thought I was going to buy time to remember the word. Is it derogatory? Yeah, it's a little derogatory. I mean, not all hometown heroes are the same, but but in a way, like he's a good dude who probably doesn't have appeal on a grander scale than like being the best guy, maybe a little wacky in his hometown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, rides for a shop has had a couple parts in shop videos, and, and like that's it. He's like the he's the second best dude in the city behind <laughs> the skater who got hooked up and moved to California. Yeah. You know? But like, man, I, I disagree. I think that without Instagram, he would probably just be taking the traditional skater route of shop flow to rep flow to company flow to, you know, fully on 
Okay. He's, he's clearly getting stuff from Nike. Sounds like he's getting stuff from Primitive. So, you know, he's he's got his fingers in the pot. Well, I, feel, I, I should say, like, I can't remember when. It's been a little bit, but I feel like I heard from skate Twitter Intelligentsia that, like, he even had a travel budget from maybe a shoe company, you know? Oh, yeah. That's like, um... That's like the influencer thing. Yeah, like he's he's um he's an influencer. He's, he's a different part of the ledger than Not all definitely. like than Justin Brock. Whatever whatever money Justin Brock gets from Nike, like Versace plug employ like lives on a different part of the ledger. But yeah, I don't know what the point is, but I'm putting that out there. Well, no, yeah. Well, here here's the thing. Like, if he went the traditional route, like he might end up, uh, you know, just on flow. For years and years and years, you know what I mean. I mean the the industry, the stories are uh, whatever. There's dozens of them of kids that ended up on the flow vortex, as they say, yep. for years and years and years. And that was like their window, you know what I mean? And their window passed, and you know what I mean. And then they ended up being too old to go am or whatever, and like that was it. So you know what I mean? He's kind of like being assertive or whatever, which is tight, I think. Yeah, he's really making his own destiny, which is rad. Yeah, I, I should be clear. Like, I do enjoy it. And I do enjoy talking about it. I almost, I almost, I, I don't almost. I do wish that video part was more of something just to like have more of it because it could have been a lot more interesting than it was. And um, yeah, I'm thinking of like certain skaters I know, maybe those who got caught in the uh, chocolate skateboards flow vortex where like, you know, if the understanding was it was never going to happen, happen, but like, you know, you got a little budget to do some cool shit for a couple of years, like that would have been fun. And I think that leads me to saying, like, I want more. I want to see more like interesting skaters, if not like traditionally straight capital R ripping skaters who can like get some support to do interesting stuff that might not, you know, fit into the normal paradigm that we're looking at. You know, like, yeah, I just I want to see support for interesting stuff that that isn't just straight jumping down the biggest stuff, etc. Agreed, because we're in the era where everybody's good. So you got to be good and interesting to stand mm-hmm. out these days. Yeah, I think a lot of this kid's uh, appeal is just the name. Like, it's a sick brand name. It is a sick brand name. Yeah, definitely. A, um, going from Versace Germany to Versace Plug, I think, leveled up. So, shouts to Versace plug. Yeah, seriously. Hey, like I said, he's just a kid, so it remains to be seen, you know, what he ends up doing. Like, his story is just beginning, so to speak. Yeah, future Sodi, maybe? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no, there can never be a Euro so. Well, no, Arto is Sodi, right? So, I don't know why I said that. So, yeah, who knows? Could be. First Instagram Sodi. Whoa. Now, that's heavy. It's not even Sodi season, and we're getting a new part every single day. Plus, there's tour videos, interviews, articles to read. Mike, how do you keep up with it all? You know what? I don't actually keep up with it all, sometimes with any of it. And, you know, it's hot to talk about this topic just because, like, that admission, saying that out loud for the public here, is weird. But also, it took a little while for me to just, like, let myself ease into that fact. Mostly because, and I actually wanted to write about this for a while, just that, like, if you have an adult life, even, like, adult life light, 
you don't actually have enough time to consume all the skateboard content that comes out right now. But at the same time, I'm coming from a mindset of like pre, again, just being an adult where like everything had to be consumed. And, you know, it goes back to like buying my first skate video at the shop to then trying to buy every video that I, you know, financially could to then, you know, all the magazines, subscriptions, everything to now where I have to put a governor on it. And like, I haven't watched the Max Palmer video part. And that's a lot of circumstantial things that, yeah, yeah. Damn, bro. That's shameful. A lot of circumstantial <laughs> things, but like, Shame. I want to watch that damn video part, but I haven't. And it's like, just got to temper my own expectations because, yeah, I mean, that long ass preamble was just to say like, I physically can't or tempor- temporarily can't watch it all, even though I want to, even though a past self really like demanded I had to. Hopefully that all makes sense. Where where do you guys stand on all this? Well, yeah, listen, this week uh, with the content was pretty crazy. I had to go on a very strict content diet of only skate content. Hmm. Kind of like Jor- Jordan Peterson had the whatever the all meat diet this this week. I was on like the all skate content diet, like no yeah. video games, no TV, a little bit of podcast like as a treat. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Jason can have a little podcast. Yeah. Um, no movies, no nothing. But, I mean, yeah, I, I do have a system. You know what I mean? A lot of people talk about, like, systems versus goals or whatever. Like, I might not watch everything every week, but I do have a little system for consuming the, the digital content. Like, start off with the old Quarter Sacks Monday links. Mm-hmm. Then just, like, look at Thrasher every day, see if there's anything interesting on there. I definitely don't watch everything on there uh just like you know shit that's in my wheelhouse and then i curate shit like i have a youtube playlist for stuff that i know i'll probably want to watch again like for example if there's like like a sports class video or like any type of ls like uh web edit i'll probably save to there and then finally for stuff on instagram then i'm probably gonna want to watch again i'll just use a little uh, bookmark thing and save it mm-hmm. so so that's my system. Like, there's no goal really. I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna, you know, consume everything. But I, I do have a system for curating digital media. Damn, that's that's good to have a system like that. I mean, I, yeah. I definitely have like, you know, my little ritual of yeah, like quarter snacks every day, Thrasher every day, and then uh, I, I've used an RSS reader for years, which is like, you know, when I was consuming everything, it was super efficient. And now it's almost like a chore. Like I have to get through and like, you know, what did VHS mag out of Japan post? And like, you know, I'll go through 10 articles and end up not watching any of it just because I don't have the time to mm. like watch some obscure Japanese skate video that, you know, I probably would have linked to back in the day or like maybe cut a gif out of it. But I just don't have the time for, you know, the obscure stuff. Which is Damn. sometimes the the most interesting. So I've just had to like. Yeah, I mean Templeton, you've gone from like an all day skateboard media consumer because it was a pain job to you no longer make your gifts. Like, and I think we're all a little worse off for that. I mean, is it is it like outside world constraints? I mean, you've you've got a different job now, but like, yeah, what's that adjustment like? Yeah, I mean, like you, it was kind of like, 
like I had to come to terms with not being able to watch everything and had to kind of develop a higher level of taste or whatever of like okay like I'm not gonna watch this obscure video from Scandinavia or like I am gonna watch this obscure video from Scandinavia and not watch <laughs> this fucking pool edit on Thrasher you know I mean that shit you know was probably first to go the barracks park skating in general and yeah I'll even like scroll through a video if it's like a tour video I'm like okay when, when they're doing the demos I'm just gonna scroll right through and get back to the streets <laughs> like like watch it like double speed or whatever <laughs> well on YouTube it, it gives you like a little thumbnail and oh yeah, yeah so I can just be like okay that's a skate park okay back at the streets I watched some Louis Lopez video today which you know Louis Lopez he's great he's like top tier I'm gonna I'm gonna click on that but then it was like just him talking and skating a park so I had to like scrub through the whole thing it's three minutes which isn't very long but I just didn't have the time to fucking listen to Louis Lopez talk about having a pro shoe for a year and it ended up there wasn't any street street footage in it so it was a total fucking waste of time <laughs> but yeah some shit some shit i just forget about like i forgot that trans world existed and then i just saw on the skate twitter today like dave carney of all people came out of a whatever like haunted house he was living in to write <laughs> to write about the uh olympic skate uniforms which is sick like that guy's one of the sickest skate riders of all time so yeah sometimes i just forget about like but you know does, do websites even use rss anymore i didn't even know that was still a thing yeah some of them do thrasher does i know quarter snacks like updated and i lost the rss i don't know if they still have an rss i didn't like i was just like i'm just gonna go to quarter snacks pretty much every day anyway or like you know i, I follow them on twitter and instagram so i'll see the shit like i'm not gonna miss it but yeah, a lot less, a lot fewer people use RSS now that once Google killed Google Reader, which was oh yeah, I was a big, RSS reader. Yeah, I was a big fan of the Google Reader, and after they killed it, I pretty much forgot about it. Yeah, I think that's I like Google Reader. Really bring that shit back. Yeah, my theory on Google Reader is Google developed the best RSS reader and then killed it in order to kill RSS or RSS readers for whatever diabolical reason. But I think it was all part of the plan. Because it make, cause it lets you circumvent their whole uh, algorithm. You don't need search. Right, it's hard, hey. to, like, hard to put cookies on you. Yeah. You know, you're not getting credit for going to all these different websites. So, I, yeah, I think Google yeah. had a diabolical plan to crush RSS. So Some shit like fuck that. Fuck them for that. But thanks for Docs. Uh, using that right now. So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to maybe steer back towards something a little bit more well way more analog analog ish but i do remember like part of part of what's so hard to give up watching everything is that like at a certain point there was that urge if you were at like the shop or at the indoor skate park you know where a lot of videos get watched up here in minnesota like at a certain point you were like oh we ran out of videos like, you got any more even <laughs> bad ones? Like, we're going to watch even the bad ones. You know what I mean? Me and my buddy, Benji Meyer, who made a couple of Twin Cities videos. Some was, very good videos. Oh, Benji made those. I, I helped out a little bit. But um, we kind of, like, I ended up being his roommate. And he was, he's like seven years older than me. So I was like the young, young dude living in a house with, like, some other young guys and then some older guys. But Benji In a skate I, house. It was a skate house. Yeah, typical skate house. 
Benji and I like mind melded over a video from upstate New York called Unknown Empire. And um, we'd both bought it at the shop. And I'm sure the shop stocked it for the same reason because like they put an ad in the 411 video magazine. And the video was not good compared to anything at the time. Like, Maybe it was close production-wise, but they'd literally put the best tricks in the ad. Like, literally all ten of them. Like, the only good tricks were in the ad in 411, and they put it out there. But there was such, like, a thirst for just, like, I think anything out of the mainstream, where you see in this trusted forum, 411 video magazine, like, a video, oh, this doesn't look like what else we're seeing, you know, because, I don't know. East Coast was at East Coast was legit at the time. Like we'd all been doing uh, Eastern Exposure. I'll shut up soon. But like <laughs> you just wanted all the footage, and it ended up like, oh, maybe you bought a really bad video or a questionable video, where it's like, yeah, no, we still feel good about it because we got more content. Now it's like, okay, turn the faucet off. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna sit out two days. It's it's a big change. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, listen, that was like uh, shop life before YouTube or whatever. You you watched literally every video, you know? Right. Like, I'm sure, Mike, you've watched Unknown Empire at least five times. Oh, uh, probably 20 times, you know, just like being 14, 15, like, oh, shit, let, you know, it's in the rotation. You only right. have so many videos. Yeah, even the bad videos would get some play. And we're, we're far from but, that yeah. right now, even the good videos don't get watched more than twice yeah now we're like oh we're, we're like oh more free video what the fuck like oh come on yeah i get bummed when there's a full length i'm like fuck <laughs> it's like for like a 45 minute full length god damn it yeah like that that's like fuck that's like how a dare month's you worth like of- how how dare you sir i'm a full <laughs> length a full length in, in this economy what is what is it like 17 minutes and we start gagging well, my lunch break is basically 30 minutes, uh, and part of that is consumed with, like, eating and actual know, like lunch. Twitter or whatever like that. So, yeah, I don't have that much time for a full length. Although I did watch the uh, Passport video, I think, about one and a half times over a few lunch breaks because that video is very good. Yeah, I just ordered a, a physical copy of it. should be coming soon. Sick with the handkerchief. With the handkerchief. Don't know what I'm gonna do with the handkerchief. Like, uh, use it as a pocket square, I guess. When I wear a suit, maybe I don't know. Not legal skate tight. flare. Little flare, but um, yeah, I I actually I will pay double for the hard copy or for the hard copy of the video as opposed to watching it like on a website and four or five different clips on three different websites and stuff. That that kind of stuff makes me nuts. I'd rather just, I I would I'll pay triple for. Just the full length on a DVD or on a, even on a, a little USB. Man, yeah, not me. It on like it's it's so hard for me to get skate media on the big screen. Somebody sent me some DVDs, and I ended up just watching like, the video on YouTube once <laughs> once it hit YouTube. Like the the DVDs just never got out of the box. I was just like, this is too fucking hard. Yeah, like, you gotta find one of those uh like yellow, red, and white. Like cables, the RCA cable. cable. No, dude, I have a DVD VHS player hooked up. You know, all I have to do is walk in the room, and put it on. I just don't live that kind of life. You know, it's I weird. Mean, it's I, sad. 
kids, if you're listening, do kids listen to podcasts? I don't fucking know. But if you're listening, I uh, think so. enjoy. I don't know. What, what, what's our demo? Do we know. even have any demographics? Yeah. I don't know. People, write in mostlyskateboarding at gmail.com and let me know how old you are. Harvest your data. <laughs> I will say, On like, a small I, scale. It's another, it's a very dark, another very dark admission. Like, I actually sold off my VHS skate video collection, must be two or three years ago, to that Instagram skate video seller because I was like, all right, it's been 15 years. I haven't watched any of these. I have no VHS. I got a couple hundred dollars for like a decent to cool skateboard video uh, collection. And I bought a lamp. Man, I, I wish I had known about secret tape when I uh, purged my collection. I okay. just sold them at a yard sale. Uh, a friend of mine who works at a shop ended up buying a lot of them. So at least they're like, you know, living on. But. Yeah, I got rid of a bunch, but I I kept um I kept a box full of VHSs that I know I'll never watch again, but they're just videos that were important to me. So I felt like I should have have them. Yeah, I've got I've still got mouse. My copy of mouse, white tape, actually had the record tab on it. So I've still <laughs> at one point in my life I like accidentally hit the record button. So the preview channel is taped over the Costin Charlie Chaplin skit. <laughs> like it gets a little weird for a second there. So I've still got that tape, and then I've still got uh, probably four one one ten, which was my first video that I ever bought. Um, I went into CalSurf in Minneapolis, asked probably John Muldoon what's the best video. He pointed a uh, secondhand smoke. It was thirty dollars, twenty nine ninety five probably. I'm like, good choice. I don't have that money. And I'm like, what's the second best video? And he gave me 41110 because everybody's in it. So, 1495. Yeah, I, yeah, I, uh, I sold all my VHS uh, in a move on eBay, which I kind of regret, but whatever is what it is. What do you think the, the, I got the, I think through like all like videos like 92 through 96, which one do you think I got the most money for? On eBay. On eBay in like 2002 or something. Uh, gotta be video Ooh. days, right? No, I, mean, I didn't have that reality. Uh, it was a New Deal video. Yeah. Whoa! Which one? Children of the Sun. Earlier. Whatever. Whatever. I got. Of, I got like. I probably got like 36 bucks or whatever. It was. I think it was the deal is dead. I got like 75 bucks for the deal is dead. Damn. I don't even like. I have no reference point for that video just because it's a little. Like I started skating a couple years after that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, like like virtual reality percolated up to me, but geez. Yeah, oh, the deal is that is great. You should check it out sometime. Yeah, we'll link to it in the show notes. I'm sure it's online <laughs> or free. Well, it's like a day law reference. What's uh? Yeah, did I say Children of the Sun? Yeah, it's crazy yeah. how many videos came out like in four years from that one brand. Yeah, that was the thing back then. Like she came up with a video every year. Like like New Deal did. Like uh. World came out with a video pretty much every year. Mm. Seems a little bit more handleable than <laughs> four <laughs> video parts in a week. That's the funny thing. Like, I mean, maybe youth allows you to like just watch a lot more stuff, but you know, maybe comparably, like we had twenty eight minutes of new footage come out this week, and yet it it wasn't our first choice of topic, but it's still like we, we've made we've made something out of. 
We have, yo, we have, we haven't even mentioned the fucking Shane O'Neill part. Oh yeah, forty-seven minutes into this podcast, not one mention. That's the one I like made a real point to watch, man. I, I actually, I'm actually so proud of Shane O'Neill for realizing that like putting a video part out at noon PST is really silly compared to the rest of the world. It's like at the end of the day for the entire globe. Props to Shane. Yeah. Yeah, that part is crazy. Yeah. I was eh on it. That's why I didn't yeah. want to do it as a topic. I yeah, know. like, I think we've talked, yeah, you know, I think we've talked about him a lot. Like, he, he he does this thing. He does, like, the most crazy tech-led shit, and that's, like, what he does. Like, it's hard, it's hard to, uh, not a lot of subtext. In a way, it's like, it, it was a workaday Shane O'Neill video part, but I'm trying to think of the basketball player who is the analog, and... I don't want to be too too crazed, but like it's LeBron esque in that the excellence has become standard. Because I oh, mean, yeah. oh, no, I, I get it. No, I don't. Yeah, get it. like like LeBron last year as uh, somehow I know this off the top of my head, and someone fact checked me, call me out if I'm wrong, but I think he averaged like in his injured year with the Lakers like 27 points. Eight rebounds, eight assists, something around that. And that's insane. But it's LeBron, and he was injured, and it was kind of a shitty team, and, like, whatever. Shane O'Neal was doing switch flip, front blunt to straight down a hand, looking perfect. Um, I know I know. the whole idea of manuals out of, out of ledge tricks got a little heat on the skate Twitter this week, but big spin, back tail, big spin out, switch manual off a little curb. Like, I mean... You know, some of us will end up in hell and we're going to be tasked with doing that trick and we're never going to land it. And Shane O'Neill did it in his part. And we're like, huh, that shit was lame. No, no, it's amazing. Like, uh, I, I'm a 100% Shane O'Neill stan. Um, and I actually, like... Same. Same here. Good. Eh. <laughs> Real quick. Eh on Shane O'Neill. Real quick. I have a theory about Shane O'Neill. I was lucky enough to interview him for the Skateboard Mag probably a decade plus back, like 11 years ago. And it was when he rode for Skate Mental. And I ended up only doing email interview with Shane O'Neill. But I think I talked on the phone. Maybe I just emailed Brad Staba for whom he rode at the time. And Staba said, like, dude is just straight up normal. Like, he's just a really normal dude. And that's actually what's pretty cool about him. And so my theory about Shane O'Neill is that there's like like a lack of flavor just because he's super good at what he does and he's like a guy who likes to play video games, have a couple Coronas on the weekend, and just chill. And that's it. Like there's nothing more, nothing less. What you see is what you get. We love our tortured artists who like can't release footage because nothing's good enough for them, but like everything's so good, Shane O'Neill just has to put it out. Um that's the whole theory. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, that's like, I'm just like not that interested in Shane O'Neill. I'm way more interested in Versace Plug, you know, who's uh, far less talented, but just has has something interesting about him. I'm shaking my head over here as if you could see me. But um, <laughs> I like I do get that on 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 the level of like, does this get anything out of me? And I think Shane O'Neill's like, it's just pure progression and it's as good as it's ever going to be. 
I was talking to my homie Chad on the phone today because we, you know, talk about Shane O'Neill after work, evidently. But like that nollie, or excuse me, crooked grind nollie flip late shove it out. Like that's just so ridiculous. And it's probably only going to happen that one time. But there's something so, uh, I say useful about him just doing it and then it's off. It's off the board, you know? It's not like, I, I think it's better than, Give me a Ryan Fabry trick from questionable, like pressure flip, late flip, late shove it. Does that sound plausible, Jason? I'm trying to think. I might have done one too many lates. Pre- Ryan Fabry, he did some shit. He did some shit like, like that, like pressure flip, late shove it. There was there was a lot of kick flip, late shoving in that video, but uh, yeah, or even like, well, if you speaking of the deal is dead, like who is that guy? Chris Fissel, like pressure flip, leg kick flip, shove it, or yeah, if you want to get even more into the rabbit hole, like Damon Bird, his part in that one uh, union video, that yeah, that was like like the uh, the end point of that whole trend. But yeah, Shane O'Neill, like I'll probably watch it again. You know what I mean? I'll probably put it on the playlist and watch it again. It was pretty sick. Well, and uh, maybe that's that's the craziest part. It's like yeah, might watch it again. But like, yeah, no, that that's the whole me- that's like that's the uh, that's the whole the only metric. Like, yeah, am I gonna watch this video part again on my computer? Yeah, yeah, probably. So, yeah, that's uh, that's where we are, I guess. And yet, like twenty eight years later, it's like Damon Bird. Eh, maybe, maybe like you know, shades of Damon Bird. Shades of da- maybe, maybe a little Ron Kaniggy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know. It's like these these things that we have as canon, as like Bible verse, scorched into our minds, and then like I'll probably forget about the crook nolly flip late shove it next week. Well, yeah, we talk about something else. I mean, for for old people like us, like there is a canon. You know what I mean? There's like Plan B videos, H three videos, like new videos, world oh, videos. videos. Maybe like you know the the couple of Union Wheel videos came out. So yeah, there is a canon. Now there's like. Uh, who knows yeah i feel like the dylan part was probably the last like canon piece although for me the the first polar promo is one that i keep going back to but yeah i feel like everything now just kind of jumbled together and it's like yeah i watched that today and maybe we'll talk about it for a couple days and then it's just gone forever yeah maybe if you were going to put together a modern canon it'd be like like uh polar videos bronze videos like the quasi video. Uh, mm. I'm now I'm like, uh, uh, yeah. After that, I'm you know it's tough. Yeah, I mean, of those that you named, the polar videos are the only ones that I've watched more than once. Yeah, I think like, uh, I mean, I've written about it. We blew it at some point. I've written about it like twice. That doesn't sound like much, but for the internet, <laughs> again, it's like it's like the same vicious cycle. We blew it at some point is one of my favorite videos and it's probably going to be that way for a long ass time. Like, yeah, it's things are rising and falling, but only a couple of brands, companies, crews actually like put out stuff that even qualifies for that. Yeah, you got to be something real special to be something that we're stoked on enough to uh, give it a second look, (laughs) which brings us to the end of our show where we talk about what we're stoked on. Uh, Mike, what are you stoked on this week? Ooh, I'm stoked on Minneapolis, former Minneapolis local Henry Willett's tweet thread 
I'm just now looking at my notes and notice that I didn't actually figure out his handle. Oh, he's at Henry Willette. Um, I'm sure Templeton is going to handle that yep. in the show notes. But uh, Henry, he's a Minneapolis, former Minneapolis local. I feel like when I worked at the skate park back in the day, um, he and his brother and his dad were people who were like nice and pleasant to talk to. And the kids skated and they were cool. He tweeted a quote, music supervision, hashtag trend wash, dash, skate videos cut to film scores, a comprehensive hashtag thread. And um, he dropped a bunch of knowledge of like recent clips uh, that were edited to songs from movies of the recent and not so recent past. It was a super cool thing because he did the right thing of grabbing an album cover and just like pasting it in video next to the skate clip. A lot of 917, a lot of a lot, a lot of shit that a lot of people like right now. I'll reiterate, Henry is a Twin Cities guy, so that's always fun. He lives in New York City now, and uh, he might have been doing design work for 917. Someone correct me if I'm wrong, but... I'm always uh, big up on a local guy done good, and so it was it was unexpected. The dude doesn't tweet that much either, so that's what I'm stoked on. Jason, Venture Trucks? I am still stoked on uh, the Venture Truck Company out of San Francisco, California, uh, me in the USA. Also stoked on a couple things in the future, at least at the recording of this podcast, to, to look forward to. NBA All-Star Weekend this weekend. I love it. I love watching the three-point contest and the slam dunk contest Like ever since I was a little kid, so definitely look forward to that shit. Even though like the last real good slam dunk contest was probably when uh, then-Minnesota Timberwolf Zach Levine went apeshit. Aaron Gordon. And Aaron Gordon. Yeah, like go look it up on YouTube. That was probably... The last, like, really mind-blowing one. But you never know. Someone might do something. Someone might do some, something, like, corny. Someone might do something totally mind-blowing. So, yeah, looking forward to that shit. Also, pretty psyched on an expansion pack for one of my favorite video games, The Division 2. It's basically like a shooter, but you're it's based in D.C., which is sick because you get to see all the D.C. stuff. Like, Pulaski's in it, but it's not, like, it doesn't factor in the game at all. But... In this pack, this expansion, like, it goes back to New York, where Division 1 was, like, looks pretty sick. So definitely looking forward to that at the beginning of March. And uh, real quick, out of all the content that came out this week, was psyched on the Bobby DeKaiser footage. A, because it looks like some of it was filmed right here in Richmond, VA, which is kind of like a quasi, like, outpost, like, safe house or whatever, because a couple of the dudes live here, which was sick. But, yeah, that dude, uh, he kind of leveled up a little bit. Like, got some new pants. Maybe Gilbert, like, gave him some tips as far as pants go. But, yeah, he kind of, like, leveled up, got, like, a little bit more power, like, more, like, grown-ass man type skating. So, yeah, that dude's, uh, he he's, like, in the window right now, so to speak. So, yeah, I was psyched on that footage the most, probably out of everything that came out this week. That the Kaiser part was rad in that, like, he definitely leveled up. Like, dude took a little bit of a step as much as a really good skateboarder can do. And I also, I didn't know, notice the RVA stuff, but Toronto is a super good skate yeah. city. Because it looks like what I c- came to think was like European Chicago. And I mean, everybody wins with that. So 
Yeah, Dreamland. <laughs> totally. Nice, nice spring t- springtime in Euro Chicago, but it's Toronto. Templeton, what were you stoked on this week? I am stoked on a new HBO documentary series called McMillions. It's all about how the McDonald's Monopoly game was basically cheated. Basically, for 12 <laughs> years, the McDonald's Monopoly game was fucking rigged, and none of the million-dollar winners were legit. And the story is fucking crazy. The characters are even crazier. There's, like, FBI agents who are nuts, mob folk, and, like, I've never laughed at a documentary like I laughed at McMillions. So check that out on HBO if you've got access. Yeah, I heard I heard that one was good from, like, multiple sources, so I'll probably check it out. Yeah, highly recommend. It's probably, like, my favorite prestige television at the moment. Well, that's it for our show this week. Be sure to check out MostlySkateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about on the show today. You can always catch us all week online. Jason, where can people find you? On the Twitter, shout out Skate Twitter, at Carbonite1994. On the Instagram, at FrozenInCarbonite. And writing stuff for CoreSnacks.com. Uh, Just working on some new stuff right now. I'll Never not working on content. Always pumping out the content. What can you nice. do? Mike, where can the people find you? I will say before anybody gets to find me that Templeton always does an awesome job with the show notes. Like You will find links to crazy obscure stuff that yeah. we bring up. Yeah, hell yeah. So if the deal is dead, you're going to find a link to that. Uh, I am online, Twitters and Instagram at mmunzenrider. And uh, yeah, it's the same thing for both. Templeton, donde estas? Uh, Shit, I was going to speak some Spanish, but then I was like, I don't really know Spanish. Uh, You can find me online uh, on Twitter at Mostly Skate on instagram at mostly skateboarding and yeah check out the show notes i I work pretty hard on them i kind of take pride in them because i know that when i listen to podcasts and people talk about stuff you know i'm driving i can't like write it down i don't fucking remember but it's all there you can go to most skateboarding.net and like figure it all out so i mean if you if you were wondering about like if you wanted to see versace underscore germany like that montage is there so Templeton's got you covered. For sure. Get there. See you guys next week. Later.